Hello, and welcome to the very first podcast from Instrumental Inquisitors, co-hosted by Ethan Littleton and Keaton Haglis, where we will talk about all current news and music and video games that we enjoy. So, on the topic of rapping, do you know that Lil TJ Pology and Five Year Foreign collaborated collaborated on a new song called Headshot? Yeah, I actually heard the song yesterday, and it was definitely enjoyable. I liked listening to it. I still gotta listen to it, and I feel like it's gonna be pretty good. Fabio is definitely one of my favorite right now. Um, have you heard of the XXL freshman list? I have, yeah. Yes, well, basically, for people who don't know, it is every year this company contacts a group of rappers and they will group up and freestyle together yeah. alone. And then later on, they'll have one where it's a group of them together. And I didn't know who he was until I heard his. And ever since I heard him, I'm like, wow, I really like this guy's sound. I like his flow. And that made me interested in some of his music. So I started listening to some of it. And he actually already has a song with Polo, G, which is pretty good. And then recently there was one made with Drake called Demons, and that one is really good. I suggest both of them if you want to start getting into him. I've heard, like, maybe one or two songs from him. I definitely need to start listening to him more, though. Like, I don't necessarily listen to him, but I do listen to Lil TJ and Polo G. Both of them are extremely lyrical, and I really like both of them. They're very talented. Yeah, Polo is an amazing rapper, and now he's very versatile, just all around. For sure. What do you think about his career ahead of him? Because he's really popping off right now, and he's only been releasing songs since 2017. Yeah, it's crazy. He's, like, already on top right now, and he'll just keep getting better and better. Like, that man is a beast. Mm. All right, so... There's a new supergroup coming out with Too Short, E-40, Snoop Dogg, and Ice Cube. Iconics. But guess what? Um, is it going to have a feature from Dr. Dre? How do you know? I, I'm just, I can guess pretty good. Too good. <laughs> and for them, it's going to be a banger. Not only that, a legendary banger that goes down in history. They said that they'll critique each other's work, like, no matter what. So if it's bad, they'll say it's bad and keep on working on it, which I really like. Like what I do with yours. Yeah, exactly. But if it's bad, I don't tell you it's bad. I'm just like, hey. (laughs) You better tell me it's bad next time. Oh, okay, I got you. (laughs) Uh, I'm not really a fan of 90s rap that much. I like some stuff, like Tupac is really good, and yeah. some Snoop songs, but I'll definitely give this a listen. For sure, for sure. I, I listen to Snoop Dogg and a little bit of E-40, the other two I haven't listened to too much, but I still know they make some banger songs. Yeah, I've never listened to Ice Cube. I only know him from the Are We Home Yet movies, or Are We Done Yet, Are We There Yet. Yeah, yeah. That's the only way I know him. But there's no release date for the album yet, so we're just basically waiting for it to drop. Mm. Did you hear that 
Brianna bought a new house. Really? Yeah, can you guess where? Beverly Hills. Beverly. Guess how much it was. $13.8 million. And it has five bedrooms, seven bathrooms, living room with a fireplace, family rooms with a lounge, a library, and she has five of these properties. Five? Five. Dude, most people can't even afford one. That's right. I don't even know what I would do with one. I don't know either. Just invite some friends and family to it. Yeah. So tell me about a little bit about this Ghostwire Tokyo game you're looking forward to. Well, first off, before I say this... This episode is sponsored by PlayStation. Enjoy hundreds of hundreds of games on a fast and reliable <laughs> For a low price of 4.99, you can own a PS5 to play games like Ghostwire Tokyo. Thank you. Now continuing with the pro- podcast. So Ghostwire Tokyo is a game I'm really excited for. It comes out for the PlayStation 5 and it will be later coming to PC. In the game, Tokyo is basically overrun by deadly supernatural forces after 99% of the city's population vanished. You will use a powerful arsenal of spectral abilities to fight the paranormal threat and unravel the mystery behind the mass disappearance. So, is there gameplay out? Is there a gameplay trailer? Have you seen anything from the game? Yeah, yeah, there's not much, but there's a little bit of gameplay showing, like, just a few enemies and then graphics and stuff. It actually looks graphically really good. What are they, like, demons and ghosts and stuff? It doesn't necessarily say. It's just, like, paranormal in general. And there's no release date yet? Just sometime this year? Yeah, sometime 2021. Mm. That sounds interesting. A game I'm really look- looking forward to is the new Lego Star Wars game coming out, which is going to cover all nine movies and possibly have DLC from some of the Star Wars TV shows. No way. Yeah, which I'm really excited for. That'd be really cool if they added the TV shows as DLCs. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was originally supposed to release back in opt- October of 2020. But due to COVID, production was halted. Jeez. And now there's no release date. But there is a, a estimated time, which would be spring of 2021. Which leads a lot of fans to think that it'll come out on May 4th. Because that's like Star Wars Day. Like May the yeah. 4th be with you. Yeah. And... Honestly, that would be one of the coolest things they could do is if they released this brand new Star Wars game on Star Wars Day. Yeah, I feel like so many fans would be upset if they didn't release right. it on that day. Yeah. And I feel they could even make more profits if they did release it of course. on that day. Yeah, it's. I've seen some gameplay trailers, and it's not like any Lego game I've ever seen. It's like completely different. Like new combat, new systems. Oh yeah, there's like a whole new system with lightsaber combat. I saw in the trailer, there was this part where one of the main characters shoots Stormtrooper, a bad guy, in the foot. And then that bad guy starts like holding his foot, hopping on one leg. Like, he actually got shot in the foot or took damage to his foot. Oh, so, like, 
the game is kind of like realistic in a sense. Yeah, it seems like a realistic Lego game. Yeah. Which, that's exciting. That really is. And so there's going to be, it's going to be a huge game. There's going to be multiple planets you can go to and explore multiple locations from each planet. And you can use like the famous ships from the saga to travel between planets. But while you're traveling in between them, you can get attacked by enemy ships. Yeah. So they can, like, jump you and you gotta fight them off, which it's very interactive in that way. And do they have any news if there's gonna be any online or not? I haven't seen anything about online. No Lego game has ever done it before, so honestly, I don't expect it to happen. I would be surprised if it did. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it there's over five hundred characters in the game, three hundred playable, which that's that's ridiculous. That's a huge amount of playable characters. Like I can't even think of three hundred people in the world. <laughs> so that's it's gonna take a while to get boring because there's a lot you can do in this game so far and there's not even DLC or anything yet. Yeah, once they start adding DLCs and stuff, there's going to be even more. For sure. Speaking of Star Wars and the Star Wars movies, I'm going to take this time to rank them and explain to my co-host why I have ranked them how I did. So there's 11 of them, 9 main saga, 2 spin-offs. So I'm going to rank them 1 to 11. Starting at 11, I have The Rise of Skywalker. And this just, all together, it's not a good movie. Um, Back in Return of the Jedi, which would be the fourth one, our sixth movie chronologically, uh, the main villain, Darth Vader pretty much sees that his son is going to die by the Emperor. So Darth Vader redeems himself. He picks the Emperor up, throws them into this down into this big reactor shaft. <laughs> he blows up and dies pretty much. So the main bad guy pretty much redeemed himself and became good again, saving his son, killing the main Emperor, the Sith. Yeah. And in this movie, Rise of Skywalker, they basically, he comes back. So it seems like Darth Vader sacrificed himself for nothing, because in this movie, they brought Palpatine, the Emperor, back. Jeez. Yeah, and then 10, Solo, you know Han Solo from Star Wars. Yeah. It's basically about his origin, how he got where he is, how he became who he is. Altogether, it's a good, like, heist movie, because they do heists, like, rob things and stuff. Oh. But when I'm watching it... Okay, welcome back to part two of the Instrumental Inquisitors, episode one, hosted by Ethan Littleton and... Keaton Aglis. So, when I left off, I had just ranked Solo in my tenth place. So now I'm going to move to number nine, which is The Last Jedi. This is the eighth movie, chronologically. I pretty much ranked it this low for the same reason I ranked Rise of Skywalker. 
that sequel trilogy. They just aren't great movies. Uh, the directors of them and the screenwriters didn't go into them with a plan. So everything seems sloppily made. So they kind of plotted it on the spot in a way? Yes, yeah. Uh, so number eight is Phantom Menace, which would be the first movie in timeline order. It's a decent movie. It's just very slow. And it shows more of, like, the political side of Star Wars. How, like, this war is happening between the Republic and the Separatists. Why it's happening. And basically, it just takes a while to get to the point. But at the end, there's a pretty cool lightsaber fight. Yeah, so throughout the whole movie, there's not much action and the story's kind of slow. Yeah, it's pretty slow. Uh... So, number seven is The Force Awakens, which would be the first movie to start off the sequel era. And so these movies take place about 20 to 30 years after Return of the Jedi, where Darth Vader and Luke fight. And basically it brings a whole bunch of new characters and even though they aren't that great of a story, they look amazing. Like, this movie, The Force Awakens, is probably the best-looking Star Wars movie. Like, the special effects and yeah, everything was like all the on effects. top of it? Mm, they, were definitely, they were definitely trying to show what they can do in this movie, and you can tell that they look good, but... All that really doesn't make up for the story. The story being trash, yeah. yeah. Uh, number six, Attack of the Clones. This one, just like the first one, it's another slow-paced movie. Yeah. There's quite a few fights sprinkled in. There was a really good fight with Yoda and Count Dooku, which it's really cool because. That's the first time we've ever seen Yoda fight with a lightsaber. And um, those are, it's a pretty good movie. That's the one where, like, all the clone troopers come in and start fighting for the good guys. Hmm. Uh, and then there is number five, which is Rogue One. This is a good movie. Um, spoiler alert, all the characters die at the end. Oh. They all sacrifice themselves and die. Uh, basically, it's about this group of rebels. You know the Death Star. Yeah. It's about this group of rebels. And there's this main girl. She had a dad who was forced to like work on the Death Star. And within it, he hid like a weakness, a plan to destroy it. So the movie is about her. And she's trying to find the plans... Or this weakness in it. So, did he tell her at all, like, where it was or anything? Or did... I don't remember exactly how, but she did know about it. So, yeah. Um. So this movie takes place between Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. So it's Darth Vader is there but like 
Luke hasn't found Obi-Wan yet. So, like, this movie hasn't happened yet. This movie just happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you get, at the end of the movie, you get this amazing scene, which is there's a hallway filled with the rebels, like the good guys, rebel troops. And they had the plans, pretty much. So they were trying to take the plans over to, like, you know, Princess Leia. Yeah. They were trying to take them to her because she's, like, the leader right now and at this time. Oh. So there's this scene where they're all trying to run away, get the plans to her at all costs, and Darth Vader's just running through the hallway, slashing them all. Well, not running. He's really walking slow. But he's <laughs> just, like, using his force powers, crushing them, cutting them up. It's an amazing scene. Uh, and then, so number four, which would take place right after this movie, New Hope. It's the first Star Wars movie to ever come out. Chronologically, it's the fourth one. And so this is the one Luke's story starts. They go to the Death Star for the first time. Obi-Wan fights Darth Vader. You see who Darth Vader is. Just a good movie to start everything off. Mm-hmm. And then number three, this is everyone's favorite. This is in everyone's top threes, Empire Strikes Back, which takes place a few months after, I think it's three years after New Hope. Hmm. And uh, Luke, the main character Luke, he goes, learns about Yoda, and then he goes to where Yoda is, trains with him for a little bit, and then there's this part... So he, like, senses his friends are in trouble. So he tries to go and help them and save them. So, like, do you know how he senses it? or just The Force. Has feeling? Oh. The Force. So Yoda disapproves of it because he knows Luke is not ready to fight Vader. He hasn't trained long enough. Right. Luke, he's arrogant, cocky, goes, thinks he can do it. Loses to Vader, gets his hand cut off, falls down to like this bottom of this city thing so it's like a floating city in the clouds pretty much and he gets his hand cut off and like falls and like is hanging on the bottom of it so like but then he gets rescued and picked up at the end but that's it's such a good movie it's like those movies where the good guy wins they feel refresh or the bad guy wins are like refreshing because yeah. the good guy always wins. Sometimes you want to see the bad guy win. For sure. For and sure. in this movie, the bad guys, they, they strike back. They win. Yeah. Um, and then number two, right after that one. Uh, I'm not sure if it's right after, but it takes place after it. So it's this is the sixth movie to come out. Or sixth movie in order, right after... So this one comes right after this one. Yeah. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Basically, Luke trains, gets stronger. He gets... It's, like, confirmed to him that Darth Vader is his father. Yoda tells him and says, yes, it's, like, it's true. Because in the movie before, Darth Vader says, I am your father. He doesn't believe it, though, because he's like, how? Wouldn't Yoda say true it is, though? Your father, he is. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he confirms it to him. So basically, th- there's a big fight. So there's this Death Star, and then there's a planet here. Yeah. And this planet is has a shield generator on it, which the shield generator is covering the whole Death Star and protecting it. 
So a group of rebels, all of the rebels really, they go to this planet, try to destroy the shield generator so that they can actually get into the Death Star and fight in there. Yeah. Um, so while they're doing that, Luke, the main character, turns himself in so that he can try and return his father to the light side. The whole time he's trying to do that, Darth Vader is trying to turn his son to the dark side. So basically it's like, join me or join me. They both want each other to join them. And they fight. There's the Emperor Palpatine. Basically, Luke was about to beat Vader. And then he's like, no, I don't want to do this. I'm not going to be evil. I'm not going to be like you. And he throws his lightsaber to the side. He's like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm not evil. And then the Emperor, most evil person ever in the whole entire franchise, he uses that. And he has these lightning hands, like lightning powers. Yeah. Uses that, attacks Luke, and nearly kills him while Darth Vader is just off to the side watching. And then something in Darth Vader's head snapped, and he was like, this is my son, I can't let this happen. So he picks up Emperor Palpatine and throws him down into this reactor shaft in the Death Star. And he, like... Once he falls down to the bottom, a big wave of energy comes up, basically signaling that he just died. And doing this, Darth Vader got, like, electrocuted from his hands, from the Emperor's hands, and then, um... Didn't he use the Force, though? Who? Darth Vader. No, he picked him up, like, physically. And, uh... So then, right after that, Luke and him get to talking and Darth Vader's like take off my mask so I can see you with my own eyes and so Luke does it and basically his mask and his helmet is what keeps him alive because it has a breathing device in it so once he took it off it was a matter of minutes because he can't breathe without it so that's eventually what ended up to him dying and then so Darth Vader turned back to the light side, sacrificed himself, saved his son. The good guys win. It's a good movie. It really, it's a good conclusion to the first to, wrote to New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. But then my number one all time favorite Star Wars movie, this is, the first Star Wars movie I've ever seen. First one I watched with my dad. Revenge of the Sith. This is so many people's number one favorite movie. What Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones lack in action, this movie makes up for it times ten. Times ten. It's such a good movie. Even if you don't like Star Wars or don't plan on watching the Star Wars movies, I would still recommend this movie just because of how good it is. So honestly, I'm not a big fan of all of the sequel movies, except for number one. So, like, there's a main fight. There's two very important fights. There's one with Yoda and Emperor Palpatine, which is, like, that main bad guy. Yeah. They fight. Palpatine eventually ends up winning. Yoda goes into exile and hides at this planet. Is he, like, basically hunted at that point? No, because they thought he was dead. Oh. Yeah. So, 
basically in this movie, their Emperor Palpatine set up a plan, Order sixty six, where it's all those ter- all those clones, they turn evil, and that's why they become the stormtroopers. That's how they're evil, when they become the stormtroopers. Because first they're the clones and they're the good guys. Oh. And but Emperor Palpatine, he's kind of like. You know, like a double agent. Yeah. Like, he is. He's like, how do you say it? He's the chancellor. He's like, kind of. I guess like the president. How we would say it? He's like the president of. The galaxy. I see. So he has huge political power. So he's this, and then, on the other side, he's this evil Sith bad guy. No one knows about this. Except, like, his closest people. Yeah. So the the galaxy doesn't know that he's this evil bad guy. But he's still in control of the clones. So he controls the clones. And he tells them, execute Order 66. And that's an order to kill all the Jedi. So that there's no more Jedi. And about 99% of the Jedi die. So none of the clones even think to just not follow that order? Nope. They just... Well, some... There was one named Captain Rex. He's from Star Wars, um, the Clone Wars, the animated show. Yeah. He He's like, no, this is wrong. He's, like, one of the only ones. All of the other normal ones, they, they just do it. Because they think that's, like... They're clones. They don't really have... I mean, they have a mind, but if they have a leader, they're going to listen to that leader. Right. So, like, 99% of the Jedi die. Just a few survive. Jeez. And in this movie, there's basically the main guy, Anakin Skywalker. He has these visions about his wife dying from childbirth. So he starts to look for answers, like, how can I keep her alive? How can I prevent her from dying? Which eventually... Emperor ends up finding that out and he offers to help Anakin but in order to help Anakin so Anakin can learn this power he has to become evil become the dark side become one with the dark side so like he kind of has to dabble with dark magic yeah he has to like fully embrace it so there's a scene in the movie you don't see it but you know it happens He's ordered to go and kill all of the, like, children. Because there's a Jedi temple where, like, children, Jedi, will will train. Yeah. And he has an order from the Palpatine to go kill all those kids. So he does. And doing so, he becomes more evil. And, yeah, then he ends up having a fight with Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is, like... Throughout the entirety of Attack of the Clones, and up until this point in Revenge of the Sith, they're basically, like, brothers, like, best friends. Yeah. And then, so you see their relationship build up, and then they basically have to fight to the death. Um, pretty much they fight. It's the best choreographed fight in the whole entire franchise. And Anakin ends up losing... Gets his legs cut off, gets one of his arms cut off. 
Palpatine finds him and he gets his whole body burnt. His lungs like collapse inside of him. Jesus. So that bad guy, Emperor Palpatine, yeah. finds him and saves him. So he puts him in this Darth this suit, which basically that's the Darth Vader suit. Yeah. So he became Darth Vader. And one of the most messed up things is this suit is designed to inflict pain on his body. Like, there's sharp edges that, like, stab into him, poke into him. Because that's irritating. It'll make you angry. And that's what fuels dark side. The dark side is anger and, like, passion, you know? Yeah. So did that, like, contribute to him, like, dying over time? Or was it just, like, no little pains? Just pains. Like, mildly irritating and painful. Yeah. So that made him even stronger in the dark side. And it's just a really good movie. But that is my ranking of all the nine, all 11 Star Wars movies. I really like your rankings and the explanations of them. Thank you, Keaton Heglis. You're welcome, Ethan Littleton. Well, with that being said, we are going to wrap up our very first podcast. This has been the musical Instrumental Inquisitors. And with that being said, thank you for listening. This is Ethan. And this is Keaton. Signing Signing off. off.